radio show brought to you by womenaboutbiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, queens. This is your queen, Trina Newby, host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this beautiful day, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas a huge success. I trust that you all had a beautiful Easter holiday, celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and also celebrating with family and friends and and being with each other and practicing one of the most important things important to God and us all, and that is the act of love. There's nothing like loving one another, and there's nothing like loving all of the things that we do in our lives to show God that we indeed can be a living testimony for him, right? Remember, God wants us to live our life abundantly. He wants to live it, us to live it in a way that reflects him. And when you think about living your life that reflects God, it is all about fulfilling your goals, fulfilling that which you purpose, doing those things that God has given you the talent and the potential to do. So as we celebrate and we continue to think about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his sacrifices and why those sacrifices were made, we should be some really happy human beings on this earth, right? And so let us go to God in prayer as businesswomen as we look forward to a new week. Heavenly Father, thank you for allowing us to all wake up this morning and to have yet another day to accomplish our business goals, Father. Yes. Bless us, O Lord, as we pursue being queens of our own empires, dear Lord. Father, we know that we have inherited a mighty, mighty thing through you. We know that you have given us authority to rule over our lives, dear Lord, to create an empire representing the assets and the various things that we seek to fulfill, dear Lord. We thank you so much for all of that. Father, we ask you to be with us as we continue to be queens of of organization, taking action and leadership, Father. But, oh, Father, sometimes we fall short. Father, let us not procrastinate on our business goals and tasks, but steadfast, unmovable, and unshakable, Lord, that level of belief in ourselves, so much so, Lord, that level of belief in you, dear Father, that it compels us to take that swift and that immediate action that we need to. You know, Father, we ask for a special blessing at this time over all of those businesswomen and all women, Father, that might be struggling, you know, with debt, feeling alone and isolated and just not sure which way to turn. Let them know that they are not alone. Let them know that Women About Biz is here for them, Lord. Let them know that other women are out there ready to receive them, dear Lord. Father, hear their prayers, dear Lord, and and guide them and connect them with the right people, dear Lord. Give them inner peace and strength and send, Father, the resources and others to them, again, that can help. 
Oh, Lord, we thank you for all the blessings that you have given us. Most importantly, thank you for the blessing of your son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. And, Father, we embrace and accept all of those blessings that are still yet to come. They are coming our way, and we reach out our hands. We stretch them out in anticipation because we know, Father, that you are a good God. You want what's best for us, dear Lord. And we know that all of those things that we ask that are going to enhance our lives and bless and help others, dear Lord, we know that those can be fulfilled, Lord. But again, Lord, we just want to thank you. We want to be grateful. We want you to know that we do not ignore all of the things that you have given us thus far. Thank you so so much. Father, bless us on the show today. Father, I am asking for for special words to give the listening audience, dear Lord, something that will help them to to move further in their lives, something that will help them, Father, to have that aha moment. Thank you, Father, for the Successful Woman Radio Show and for all of my listeners. In the name of Jesus, amen. Again, I am just so excited to be here on the show with you today. You know, I was not feeling that well this morning, but I'm feeling better, and I'm, I'm, I, feel, I feel better, and I, I hear it in my voice, and so I am so excited to be here with you today again. You know, our theme all this April is it's time to rejuvenate your business. Again, it's time to rejuvenate. And that word rejuvenate means, you know, to restore, to renew, right? And, and so... All this month, I'm going to be sharing with you ways to renew your business so you can generate more leads and make more money this spring and moving forward. That's so key. So, of course, our show lineup today, we've got five questions of leadership. We're going to be talking about preparing your mind for greatness, which is so very, very important. There's nothing like preparing your mind for greatness. And, again, I'm going to be reminding you about it shortly. Um, We're also going to be talking about five questions of business leadership. Again, five questions of business leadership. And our topic, our subtopic for today is all about you know, basically resetting your goals and your tasks because this is something you have to think about. You know, I've been talking to several members of Women About Biz and several clients, and all of them are sharing with me that they are yet still overwhelmed with the whole goal-setting process. You know, it's not the problem of writing them down. It's the process of just, like, getting started. Let's just do it. So today, I'm going to, again, give you seven steps to really reset your goals and your tasks. So it is time. It is time, queens, to go ahead and get out your notepad and your pen so you can take some good notes. And what I want you to do as you listen to the various things that I'm sharing on the show, especially when it talks, talks about resetting your goals, I want you to be asking yourself, how can I quickly implement some of these things that, that Trina is talking about? What can, what can I do to get these things implemented, okay? Now, I myself, keeping it transparent, just want to share with you that I, too, am disappointed in some things that I did not um, get started as I had anticipated, but there were some things that got in my way. You know, starting in January, I got just this really this really advanced case of flu. I mean, it was not COVID. Took COVID test several times, unless it was a different strand that just wasn't detectable, right? But for 15 days, I literally was bedridden. I mean, couldn't lift my head off the pillow, kind of bedridden, sick, just did not feel good, right? And so then 
then behind that, then my uncle passed away, my mom's baby brother. I mean, just things were just rolling in, all of these different family urgencies and different illnesses that were hitting me, right? And so I just was not able to, to really attack my goals like I wanted to. I wanted to just take them and run and, and, and implement them. However, you can't be hard on yourself. And that's one thing that I discovered and, and uh, so many, many decades ago is that if you are too hard on yourself, it's going to do nothing but freeze you up and cause you to procrastinate even more. Listen, Queens, I know that we all go through disappointments. I know that many um, of us did not accomplish the goals that we had intended to do for first quarter. And truth be told, again, for those of us who, you know, we consider ourselves, you know, uh, those seasoned women, we're 40 plus. I'll say I'll start at that 40, so we're 40 plus. Uh, you know, sometimes as we age, you know, we aren't as fast as we used to be. We aren't pushing things out like we used to push out. And, you know, again, we can't be hard on ourselves because that's the very time that procrastination definitely will seek in. But what can we do? So we're going to talk about that a little later, resetting your goals, right? Oh, my gosh, I got so much to share with you today. Um, I, I'm hoping to get the opportunity to also talk to you about the new U.S. Treasury process called Fund Now. Uh, I definitely want to talk about that, and um, I'm anxious to talk about it. I'm researching it so that I can intelligently speak to you about it, but I am going to give you guys a little bit of a hint later in announcements about the Fund Now program. You know, what is it? When is it happening? Uh, and many of you don't even know what I'm talking about, right? Right. So, you know, Queen, just wait till you hear this one. It's a doozy. So I'll be sharing that with you. And how, what, how does that impact businesses? What is it going to do? Is it going to help? Is it going to hinder? What, what is it going to do? Um, there's so much going on on TikTok about this now. And so there's always two sides of the coin. And so hopefully I will give you a little bit more clarity about it and give you um, a website link that you will be able to go to and listen to it. Okay, so um, let's right now, what I want to do, I want to go ahead and go right into the five questions of leadership, okay? The five questions of leadership. You know, again, for all of you who are new to the show, you know, each year I select five questions that are going to enhance your ability to be a really good business leader for your business, right, to become that CEO that your business needs you to become. And so this, this year I realized that we really need to get back to the basics. We really need to go and look at things that, are, that can be implemented that we can actually see results once they're implemented, right? So that's where the five questions of business leadership came from. Let's go ahead and get started with those. Here is question number one. Have I set my business foundation? You know, any businesswoman that is serious about running her business, she's serious about growing her business, she's serious about establishing uh, business credit and getting herself really um, to another level financially, she's going to be concerned about her legal setup and structure, okay? And so uh, it's important for you to look at your legal structure and set up most small businesses go ahead and they will form an LLC, a limited liability corporation, depending on the state that you're in. You can form a limited liability corporation and have to have 
you know, only one person. You can have a one-person limited liability corporation. But then some states require you to have anywhere between three and five business partners before you can actually have a limited liability corporation. And so depending on your state, so what you want to do is you want to go to Google and you want to say Secretary of State and whatever your state is, if it's, whether it's New York, whether it's Georgia, whether it's Florida, wherever you are, you want to go ahead and look that up. And then when you look at Secretary of State, you want to look for the corporation's division and then click on Limited Liability Corporation to find out what the requirements are to file for a limited liability corporation, Okay. And then the second thing that you want to do after, and only after you have incorporated your business, you want to go ahead and you want to get a tax EIN for that entity. Now, keep in mind, because I have a lot of businesswomen asking me this all the time, um, they ask, you know, Trina, if I had a sole proprietorship or if I already had an, uh, a tax EIN, when I incorporate, can I use the same tax EIN? And the answer to that is no. Keep in mind that an LLC or, or a nonprofit corporation or a S corporation or a C corporation are all legal entities. That means they're they're treated like they're they're people. They're, they're they are a single entity. Okay. So with that said, when you create a new entity, just like when you have a new baby, you're going to get a new social security number. The same thing when you create that entity, you are going to need to get a brand new tax. EIN number that will be identified just for that entity. And this is very, very important from the very beginning for setting up business credit, right? And so you want to keep that in mind. You don't do anything that's going to um, personally link you on, a, on your personal credit to your business credit. So you want to make sure the legal structure is set up. Now, with all of that said, I do want to, uh, you know, make a disclaimer that I am not an attorney and I'm not a certified public accountant. However, I'm a business consultant with 30 years of experience. And, uh, I, you know, my goal is to share my experience and to make sure that you know. But of course, as with anything, if you are unsure and you need legal advice, of course, you want to see uh, an attorney or you want to see an accountant to guide you, okay? Uh, but this is for information purposes. Now, as you set up your business foundation in question number one, I have five core areas. I just gave you the first core area, which was legal structure and setup. The second core area was strategy, right? I mean, you just can't start running a business from the cuff and you don't have a strategy. Now, I know there are those you know, those rags to riches story where someone said, you know, I just started it out of my garage or I just started it at my kitchen table and I just went from there. But there's always a strategy to how people have done things. Rags to riches stories are never just that. They're never just starting at ground zero and then out of the blue. I don't know why it happened. I just became rich. It never works that way, okay? And we have to stop buying into all of the hype. You need to become a good strategic planner. Okay, and, and you need to ask yourself questions such as, what do I want to experience in my business this quarter? How do I want to strategically plan getting that? You know, what will I do to support my vision and goals? How can I be a better leader in making those things happen? And how am I going to implement them? I can't keep just doing everything by myself if I want to grow. You have to become a strategic planner. You've got to be able to see the vision and then create a strategy of how you're actually going to get 
get yourself there, right? For example, if I say that I would love to uh, have an article printed in, in Yahoo, I would love to have an article printed in Forbes, I would love to have, you know, I can't just make that happen, right? I've got to research and figure out how can I do that. I've got to talk to some PR experts, some, some content writers. I've got, to, I've got to get those resources that are going to help me make that happen, right? And so once I have those resources, then I'm able to then execute, implement, delegate to someone to help me write the articles, make sure they look good. I want to represent myself well. But the point is, is that strategic planning is about researching and figuring out, it's like creating a mini blueprint of how you are going to accomplish certain goals and things and objectives that you want to see happen within a particular period of time. And I think as a business leader, this is your responsibility to your company, okay? And then here's core number three. Um, you know, you've got to be concerned about forming your power team because one of the ways you can 10x your business and move faster is always with putting together a team of professional contractors or professionals that will be able to shorten that learning curve and help you move along further. But you can't wait till the last minute until you need things to then go out and try and find those people that are going to always be able to do it because sometimes it takes, um, it takes a season. Sometimes it takes time to vet an individual and know if they're going to be a good fit for your business, right? And I think a lot of times when I hear clients and members of Women About Biz come back to me and saying, you know, I, I had a horror story with my web designer or I had a horror story with uh, someone that was supposed to uh, do social media for me. I have this or I have that. But the interesting part about it is that what what we we have to remember is that there is a difference between delegation and abdication. For those of you who are long-time listeners, you know I talk about that uh, from time to time. Sometimes as businesswomen, we expect to give people things and then just expect them to run away with it and do, do what they do, and then we act like we don't want to participate as a business owner, and it just doesn't work that way. If, if somebody is going to write an article for you, you still have to give them points that are important to you. You still have to let them know what you want in the article, okay? You can't just let them just fly off and, and have their, totally, their total opinion without some input from you. If, uh, if you ask somebody to, to ghostwrite your ebook or a book, it may not even sound like you if you didn't have any input. So you still are responsible for giving input. You really, really are. And so, again, there is that huge difference between abdication and delegation, and this is why you want to make sure that you're never abdicating anyone, anything to anyone. That means you give it to them and, and leave it to them to make all the decisions, and they, when they get it to you, they get it to you. No, that's not the way that that should be happening. So, again, this is why it's so key, very, very important, okay? Here is core number four. Automated marketing. Look, we're living in a time. We're living. We are living in the 21st century where things are moving fast. And if you're one of those business women that actually can experience and feel time moving quickly, okay? I mean, like for me, I, it was January. I had the flu, and then when I looked up, I felt like then two weeks later was March, and then the end of March came, and boom, we're right here in April. I feel like it's moving really fast, and many of you probably know what I'm talking about. You, when you are a businesswoman. 
it's important to set those goals so that you don't get caught up in the dysfunction of mismanaging your time, right? This is why it's so important for you to definitely um, utilize automated marketing because, again, it's going to cut down on a lot of the things that you have normally been doing on a manual basis, everything from email marketing, um, you know, everything from bookkeeping, all of those different things that you might be doing manually. There are so many ways to automate it all. But i tell you where the problem comes in at. I'm going to tell you right now. Where the problem comes in at is that sometimes as women, we're always thinking about how we can come out cheaper or we're always thinking about how we can cut corners, right? And sometimes, you know, we can and sometimes we can't. Um, but we sometimes invest in the wrong Okay, I once talked to a businesswoman, this is many moons ago, but it's a good example. I once talked to a businesswoman that told me that she had received, you know, like a $50,000 SBA loan. And she told me that she was so glad to get the loan. And so she bought uh, state-of-the-art, back then computer equipment was expensive. So she bought state-of-the-art desktop computers and she bought desks and she uh, uh, got into a brand new office. She did all of these different things, right? She hired two assistants. And so she told me that uh, the problem was is that she spent the money on all of the wrong things that she had to do it all over again. And she would have spent the money on a marketing consultant. She would have properly did some advertising. She would have focused her money on things that bring in more money, that bring in more clientele. Instead, she focused on things that didn't make her money. And as a result, she felt that she ended up having to pay back a $50,000 debt that really did not help her to make money. Well, see, guess what? Whose fault is it? You can't be mad for misappropriating funds. You can't be mad. And we're all guilty of it. You know, we get, we're, we're many, many people are, are still uh, having money that they get for a consultation or for products still coming in their personal checking account, right? Uh, many business women are not even watching their books and looking at the amount of money that's flowing in and out. So at the end of the day, it's our responsibility to be the best leader for our businesses that we can possibly be, and we've, start, we've got to start being mindful of that. And that's what Successful Woman Radio is all about. I'm here to remind you of the greatness you have. I'm here to remind you of the incredible abilities that you have and the opportunities that you have to do something great with your talent and your potential, but it has to be done in the right way. It has to be done um, in a system, and it has to have structure, or else you'll be all over the place. Well, automated marketing helps you to really fine-tune a lot of that. And then core five and question number one is you've got to be, honey, prepared to receive the money. Oh, yes, yes. You've got to be prepared to receive the money, or else it will slip right through your hand, and you won't be able to even see the results, right? And so there are four areas of this business checking account, you definitely need it. But if you're planning to incorporate, don't go opening a business checking account until you incorporate, right? Very important. You need a bookkeeping system, okay? QuickBooks or FreshBooks or um, you need to be able to, to get 
a streamlined, low-cost bookkeeping system. I think QuickBooks, you can do it for as low as 12 bucks, right? Merchant accounts. You've got to be able to have some way to allow people to use their debit cards, credit cards. You've got to be able to allow them to do that, okay? Um, in this day and time, you don't ask somebody to uh, write a check and, and pop it in the mail to you. It, it, it's very far and few between that anybody is writing checks at this time, okay? And then you've got to become a queen of cash flow. You've got to know how to do the basics of using an Excel or Google Sheets to put down the money coming in and the money going out and be able to look at how it's flowing, okay? And there are different types of cash flow spreadsheets. I'm not going to get into it now, but it's just something that's very important for you to take a look at. Those are the four core areas of receiving money in your business, checking account, bookkeeping, merchant account, cash flow analysis, okay? Now, let's move on to question number two quickly. What are the top three business goals this month? Now that I've kind of broken down the foundational structure for one, for question number one, we move on into you looking at the here and now and asking yourself, what are the top three business goals this month? And then question number three, again, we talked about Power Team a little bit and how it can shorten that learning curve. But, honey, do you actually have a Power Team? Because you know I've been driving this one home for a long time, right? And so do you ha have a group of people listed with phone numbers, emails, their expertise that can help you? And just from the fingertip uh, on your phone, you, you are able to reach out to them when you need them, right? Because most of these are going to be professionals that have uh, their own businesses. The, the expertise that they have is indeed their business. So they're not necessarily depending on you solely for all of their income. So again, your power team is very uh, a, a very useful thing. And, and, and that word power team is really the internal word. It's just meant for you to uh, represent that group of people that can, that can boost your business, that can add that power to the business, shorten that learning curve so you can 10x your business and make things move at a, a, at a faster pace. And this is something that you have to remember. Here's number four. Am I being consistent with marketing and communications, right? Well, again, this is a way that automated marketing can really help you. But as the leader, in order for anyone to help you, you yourself have to really have a full understanding of just what does business automation mean and what are some of the things that I can do with business automation. But keeping it simple for today, I want to say that um, as far as automation is concerned, everyone should have a really good um, email marketing platform. And the one I always recommend that's low cost, it can be MailerLite. Mail MailChimp is just fine as well, but MailerLite has all the bells and whistles for a lower cost. And so M-A-I-L-E-R-L-I-T-E, MailerLite.com. Go take a look at it. Um, go on YouTube and put in MailerLite and, and look at the examples that they have on how they're able to use it for automation, okay? And I think they still have a really good free, robust plan where you get to use it for up to 1,000 subscribers. But I think the amount of emails that you can send out is limited. So, um, you know, you'll then have to look at moving up to a paid plan when you're ready to, okay? Very, very key here. And last but not least, number five of the five questions of business leadership. 
on a scale of one to ten, what's your belief level? What's your belief level? Well, I'm not going to expand on that today as I normally do every Monday, but what I am going to say is that if you're taking action, you know what I'm saying. You should see goals being accomplished to do items marked complete on your checklist, okay? So that's for you to really delve into and and, and really ask yourself what's your belief level because it, it it is of my expertise and, and opinion that those businesses that are not seeing the results that they want to see, it has most of the time more to do with the belief level of the individual who is the owner than it does uh, lacking something in the business or lacking something uh, like capital money or what have you. So I want you guys to really delve into that one. So there you have it, the five questions of business leadership. You know, uh, ask yourself these questions uh, uh, as often as you need to, to fine-tune and hone in on your leadership skills and do the things that you know you need to be doing so that you, you can have a great business and that it can pay you back and start and start taking care of you at some later point. Boy, did I get quite a few texts and emails on the question I've been bringing up in the announcements. What is chat GPT? And a lot of people tell are telling me that they are trying it. If any of you are trying out chat GPT, um, please totally email me and let me know what you're discovering about it and how you are using it. You can send your email to Again, newbie at womenaboutbiz.net. Newbie is spelled N-E-W-B-Y. T, with my last name, T-N-E-W-B-Y at womenaboutbiz, that's Z as in zebra, dot net. Um, and then, of course, I, you know, I will love to, to be able to put that information in our upcoming new um, e-zine that we have coming out at Women About Biz, where we'll, you know, we'll let people know how it's going, what's happening with it. Well, again, you're listening to the Successful Woman Radio Show, and I'm Trina Newby, your host and business success coach. I want to thank all of you for being here with me today. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Um, I want to go ahead right now, and I want to share some information this is such a good time, by the way, right now. Uh, if you have not shared the show with someone today, this is a good time to flash over on another line, get them on the call, um, because we're going to continue to share some good information. I'm going to be giving you seven steps to resetting your goals and tasks. So you definitely want to share this with someone who, who will need it, okay? Who will need it? So flash over on another line. Call a person or text them. And and if you have a pen in hand or you're ready to uh, pipe in a text to somebody, here is the show dial-in number directly, 347-637-2589. If you are typing it into your text, here it is again, 347-637-2589. Share the show with at least one other person and have them to dial into the show. Okay, um, you know, it's when we share and it's when we bless the lives of other people that we begin to really explore and see how 
people remember us and how they start connecting with us more when we step outside of ourselves. So don't forget, you know, flash over on another line, you know, connect with another businesswoman because we're getting ready again to bring in some really, really good information. Okay, now I told you that I wanted to share some information with you guys on FedNow, F-E-D-N-O-W, FedNow. It's, it's, it's the hottest news going on everywhere from Bloomberg to CNN to TikTok is just killing it with FedNow. You've got all these people who are, you know, sharing their pros and cons to FedNow and what is it going to be. So before I share with you what FedNow is, I want you ladies to remember that several months ago, maybe even a year ago, I shared on the radio show uh, and did kind of like an analysis of what uh, the meta world is all about. What is what is the meta world? What is the virtual world? What is that? What is that all about? So here's the thing, and what you need to understand: whether we like it or not, the world is going to become very digitized. Okay, that means the world is going to become virtual, and um, a lot of things are going to be virtual. For example, in the virtual world, you know, this is where you end up having to wear the goggles that. Facebook is selling and Apple is selling, you'll have to end up wearing the goggles, which allows you to visually be stimulated where you can see different things going on in the virtual world where you can participate. It's, it's just like right now, if we want to have a phone conference or a phone meeting, we would go to Zoom or we would go to uh, Microsoft Teams or we would go to Google Meet. It's the same thing. To be a part of the virtual world, you know, we will have to utilize certain things that get us in that virtual world. The difference is is that it's no longer a game. Over the decades, the creation of PlayStation and gaming industry has changed the way, um, the direction of the way the world is moving. And uh, now we are you know, as a virtual nation, beginning to become a virtual nation, you know, we're going to be wearing those goggles. We're, we're going to be goggles. We're going to be looking um, and working in the virtual world. We're going to have digital money. Well, the U.S. government, I believe, is doing it for multiple reasons. Number one, the U.S. government is tired of being behind um, the, apes, the eight ball when it comes to, you know, being on top of people who are using digital currency, right, such as cryptocurrency, um, forex exchange, NFTs, all of these different things. The U.S. government really has been slow to act. They've been very behind in it compared to some other countries. And so now the U.S. is saying, no, we understand and we see and we accept now that the world is going virtual. And the last thing that we want to do is we want to get we don't want to get left behind, okay? And the second thing is is that the U.S. did not have a way from a tax perspective to control or manage some of these payment platforms that everybody was using. In other words, some of these payment platforms were really good platforms to be able to hide your money and not have to pay Uncle Sam as much taxes, just keeping it real, right? Like PayPal and Venmo and um, Square and, and Cash App and all of these third-party payment 
systems that weren't necessarily reporting anything to the U.S. government. And so the U.S. government's like, we've got to have a better way um, to capture and know the, you know, how people are paying their bills, paying uh, other consumers, paying. We got to be able to know that and figure out from a tax perspective because we've lost billions of dollars because we were not able to really get a grip on third-party apps until recently. So, you know, that's one issue. And then you've got the issue of crypto, right? Whereas the federal government just got all lost behind on that, on the crypto thing. And they they couldn't even figure out how to even get a grip to um, have people who made money in crypto to even pay, um, pay taxes because they didn't even have a crypto platform. They didn't have anything, right? And so right now in the works behind the scene, the U.S. government is now working on its own um, a digital uh, crypto platform where the U.S. government will be able to receive money and funds that are due them in crypto, uh, and they will also possibly be able to pay tax returns in crypto at some later date as well. And so, again, what the federal government is doing is they're, they're trying to bring themselves and get themselves up to date. Now, some downsides sides of that, of course, is that that gets the U.S. government all up in your money, right? Um, because with these new digital platforms, they now have records of how, you know, who's paying you, who you're paying, or what have you. And to um, solidify, to make sure that they have more control over the money, the flow of money in the U.S. Uh, government and in the country, you know, they created a new program called FedNow, okay, F-E-D-N-O-W. Now, to learn more about FedNow, you can go to the website Modern Treasury, Modern Treasury, which keeps you up to date on all things federal government and how, how our money is being spent, moderntreasury.com, and you can learn a lot about the FedNow program. So I want to tell you what the program is all about. Now, Modern Now says FedNow is a new payment rail or system that enables faster bank payments for financial institutions of any size in any community 365 days a year designed by the Federal Reserve. It will be the first payment rail, and they call it rail because they've created the, the federal government has hired programmers and designers. They've created their own kind of digital world, almost similar to crypto, they're, they're creating their own digital world that they call the RAIL, R-A-I-L. And so it's going to be the first new payment RAIL in the United States since the introduction of uh, automated clearinghouse, which, which was the check system in the early 1970s, right? And so, again, it says that while services like PayPal and Venmo are already revolutionizing the, the world of instant person-to-person -person payments, FedNow's mission is to increase the accessibility uh, world, worldwide and nationwide, right? And so they've got the banks to already buy into this. So there are several smaller banks that are already have been in, uh, in the beta of this. And guess what? They are ready to roll out the FedNow program already in Jan I'm sorry, July of this year. So we're talking about let's this is April. We're talking about in two months the FedNow program will be rolled out. Okay. Now what sets FedNow apart 
from other types of similar programs, okay, is that FedNow will service all Federal Reserve banks through FedLine, okay, a network which provides payment and information services to over 10,000 financial institutions. So once launched, the initial transaction limit for FedNow will be up to 25000 That will be the initial transaction. So if, if your bank or your credit union, which it is, is a FDIC bank, meaning a Federal Reserve Bank, uh, a bank that's a part of the federal uh, uh, deposit insurance system, then they're going to be required to be in the FedNow program itself, okay? So now they, they are saying hundreds of banks and payment processors are taking part in FedNow's pilot program. So at the end of the day, all of your money is going to go through the FedNow program and then out to whomever is supposed to get a piece of that pie for whether it's a payment, uh, on a bill that you're trying to pay, whether you're trying to send money to an individual. You know, like right now in Cash App, we can send money to individuals. Now we can just send it from, we'll be able to send it directly from our bank to that person, and we will have, get this, it's all digital, but they are now contemplating also giving U.S. citizens a FedNow card. So all of that is in the works, okay? Now what does this do? Well, this this further pushes the digital world to a whole new level because now everything is going to be paid through this digital process. We very well may be doing away with the use of the paper dollar and all of our coins. We may be doing away with that in the future. It's not going to happen now, but I can tell you right now they're saying that 64% of all of the U.S. is already using digital with just using their debit cards right? So they're thinking it's going to be easy for everybody to transition to the FedNow program because we're already trained by using our debit cards. It's just going to be a what they would consider a more secure way to, to secure your money and get it paid out faster, whereas it may have been taking three days when you take deposits in the bank before your money's accessible to you uh, in conjunction with Fed. Now, now they're going to be able to make your money accessible to you at a faster pace. And so it's going to be interesting to see how this Fed Now program is going to be pulling together. Will it wipe out companies such as Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal? Will it cause problems for them? How, uh, if they were already a third-party app doing the very same thing, um, but on a privatized way, what's going to be required of them through the federal government? You know, uh, and how? What does this have to do with Zale? Okay. Uh, how does Zelle play a role in all of this? Because from my understanding, Zelle is in partnership or conjunction uh, working with the new FedNow program. So this is going to be interesting, um, and we're going to hear more and more about it. But I do believe as business owners that we should be educating ourselves to figure this out. How does the FedNow, how is that going to later um, impact me and my business? You know, what 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 should I be doing? And of course, again, as I said before, you know, the virtual world is here. It, it, is, it is not coming. It's here. And it's just going to be more enhanced. And eventually, at some point, the virtual world uh, and the digital world are going to, going to combine and just really take over everything. And 
once what what we once knew about the dollar and $20 bill and $5 bill and all of those things, they're going to become collector items because, you know, they're not going to be used much anymore. Okay, I want you guys to keep that in mind. And so we are headed to a digital world. This is why from a business perspective, if we're planning on growing our business, making money with our business, receiving money, having merchant accounts, we best be paying attention to this and we better start trying to, you know, to understand how this works. And I've been told also by another banking expert, they're also trying to cut down on fraud, bank fraud, um, and they feel that this might be a way to also cut down on bank fraud as well. So we're going to see. Um, my my opinions are just kind of reserved and open because I know that we're headed to, to we, we're already living in this digital virtual world. And so, um, I, you know, I, what can we do? It's happened. Okay? It's happened. So now what we have to do is look at all the various things that they're coming out with. And so uh, beware, Fed now coming July 2023. So it's going to be a very, very interesting thing, and you're going to hear a lot more uh, about it. But for those of you who are listening to Successful Woman Radio, you heard it here first. Uh, what you're going to do with that information, huh? Well, I'm going to go ahead and move on right into our hot topic of the day, which is resetting your goals and your tasks. Resetting your goals and your tasks. And this is a very important topic, and it's, it's my desire for you to, look, honey, take some good notes today because these notes are going to really, really help you. So in resetting your goals and tasks, what I'm going to do is give you seven essential steps to accomplish your business goals, and I'm going to go back over some things. So as you manage your business, you know, it's sometimes easy to lose focus on your goals and your tasks. We all have, Right. But, Queen, you know, at some point, you've got to slow down enough so that you can speed up later. That means that you've got to really be start looking at your business goals and, and whether or not you're accomplishing them. And if you're not accomplishing those goals, then you have got to look at what's happening. Why aren't you accomplishing your goals? Why is it that it's so easy for you to make a list of items that you want to get done, but they can't get done? Well, hopefully, some of the information I'm sharing with you in successful one video today, hopefully these things are going to help you to easily get yourself back on track, okay? Now, the one thing I want to say is that a lot of the times I believe that goals are not accomplished in business is because we decide to take on all the roles and responsibilities instead of delegating it, instead of us creating a power team of people that can help us, or instead of us properly, you know, um, I would say instead of us properly trying to balance our time so that we make sure that we are that we are properly appropriating the specific time for the entrepreneur visionary role, the management role, and the labor role. Um, and so I know all too well that sometimes the money is just not there even when you desire and want it to pay a whole bunch of people to help you do different things because you're just not bringing in enough money to justify the investment at the time. 
So what happens when you do when you don't have that money, you still have to make sure that you're balancing those roles and that that entrepreneur visionary role is being properly given enough time for you to have strategy and planning sessions for, with yourself, okay? So it's, it's very important to reevaluate your business goals and tasks on a quarterly basis to ensure that they are in alignment with what you want to achieve or achieve. And we all know that that's the definition of vision, right? Vision is what is it that you want to achieve or experience within a given time frame. And, you know, most of the time, somewhere, some way, somebody uh, created the definition of vision was like this 10 or 20-year goal, but it doesn't have to be that. Look, let me tell you something. Your vision is whatever you say it is. If it's it's a vision of seeing yourself uh, do something this week, so that you can experience it, so be it. If it's if it's seeing yourself doing something within the next couple of hours, that's still a vision, right? But you've still got to set goals and tasks to make it happen. I want you to remember, Queens, and this is very key, your goals support your vision, and they help you to create a blueprint for achieving all that you desire. Now, isn't that an important thing to remember? Isn't that important enough to know that if you want to accomplish in the things that you want in life and business, that you have got to make sure that you set goals to support each of the visions that you want to experience, right? And then the task that you set will be the actionable force that drives you to achieve those goals. Because, see, the tasks are are really like the implementers, right? Think about your goals, you know, think about your goals um, as like you stacking up wood to, to create a fire, okay? You're stacking up the wood to create the fire, but you still don't have the fire. The, the wood is a very important element or uh, of the goals, right? You know, the wood represents the goals, and you've stacked it all up, but uh, you you just can't necessarily say fire. I don't know, some of you might be able to, but you can't necessarily say fire and the wood catches on fire and starts creating this huge glow of and this flame. However, when you strike a match or rub two sticks together to create friction and heat, it begins to light up the wood and then, then and eventually it goes into this, this big, beautiful flame, right? Well, that's what Tasks are to go. Tasks are the sparks that ignite the flame, the goal-setting flame, okay? And without tasks, nothing can be done. You can have goals all day long, but nothing's going to take place. There's no action happening until you implement tasks, and that's how important tasks are. So in the hierarchy of it all, first you have a vision, what it is that you want to achieve or experience. Then for each vision, for each master goal, because that's kind of what it is, you're going to set goals to support it, and then you're going to set tasks so that you can implement and take action to the goal, which is so very, very important. You know, in the Women About Biz ebook, Smart Business Women Set Goals, and I know many of you have a copy of that, but hopefully you have pulled it up on your laptop, uh, and some of you have told me that you've, you've actually printed it out. But pull it up, and in the book itself, there are seven essential steps that are listed to accomplishing any business goal. I've used them. I still use them. It works like a charm, right? Um, And so I want to quickly give you these steps. Step number one to reset your goals and your tasks is to establish and write it down. 
don't forget that this is something that has been given to us from God about writing our goals down, our vision down, and making it clear, right? It's very difficult to keep all of that stuff in your head and to compartmentalize it and to segment it. You, you really need to write it down so that you can have better command of it. It's important to be clear on your vision and your goals required so that you can see your vision accomplished. And don't forget that you can have multiple visions that can be short or long term. And, but when you have clarity, um, then guess what? When you have clarity, on the end result you're trying to see, and, and you are able to then list your goals easily. So keep that in mind. Number two, identify the task to support your business goals. You got to start doing that. For every idea that you have, that idea becomes a goal. You got to list the task necessary to bring that idea into fruition, right? Here's number three. Honey, you got to set a milestone date for each goal. In other words, as you're planning for each quarter, you've got to say, this is the date that I would like to see all of this done. And you got to market in your calendar so that you can be looking at your milestones and saying, well, this is the timeline of what's supposed to be happening this quarter, and this is, this is what, what needs to take place, okay? Milestones mark a specific date in your goal-setting timeline of when certain tasks and different things should be completed. This is an accountability piece right here. It holds you accountable and helps you to measure your progress so you can fully complete the goal. So it's a system, right? It requires your active participation. Number four, you know what? You got to identify any habits that might be preventing you from accomplishing your task, okay? Because at the end of the day, when, when your goals aren't being done, when to-do items aren't being done, it really has a direct reflection of your belief system and what you're doing. And even in yourself, okay? Listen, sis, all of us as businesswomen have habits that can work against our goals, okay? Don't you know all of us are experiencing this? However, it's important to quickly recognize anything that might be holding you back from accomplishing your goal and counteract that by putting in place a positive habit that you're promising to yourself that you're going to repeat enough time so that it catches on and becomes part of your belief system, okay? Yes, it requires work and effort. Here's number five, take action, delegate, or outsource. Okay, and this has a lot to do with that power team that I talk about all the time in the five questions of business leadership. Here's where you must be brave, queen, and stop trying to do everything yourself. Allow others who have a greater knowledge than you and a skill level higher than yours to help you shorten your learning curve and move things along faster. Again, this is how you grow your business and take it to that next level. We always hear next level, next level. How do I get there? Well, this is how you get there. Number six, set due dates for your task and plot in your calendar. And this is very important because when you open your calendar up every morning, right, and hopefully many of you are checking your calendar morning, early afternoon, late afternoon, and early evening or mid-evening, right? Um, When you check your calendar, You should see the tasks that are supporting your 
your goals, you should see the task and the actions being scheduled throughout your planner, especially if you're doing it yourself. If you're not doing it, you should see the follow-up task required of you to follow up with the person that you've assigned it to so that you can stay on track with your milestones, right? So you've got to make sure your task due dates don't conflict with the milestone dates of your goals, right? And you've also got to make sure that you're giving yourself enough time to work on the tasks that you delegated to yourself and delegated to others. Next, you'll want to assign a due date and time frame for each of your tasks in your calendar. These things are very key. These things are very important. And yes, there are still business women out there who are not plotting their tasks, their goals. They're, they're not following a calendar system at all. As a matter of fact, I would say more than 50% of all business women don't even look at their calendar in the morning. They're allowing life to lead them instead of them leading life. And that is no way to do it, right? Okay, last but not least, number seven is follow up, follow up, follow up. You can't say it enough. Follow up is the key. It's the glue that holds everything together. If you, even if you have delegated a task, remember that you're still responsible for scheduling time to follow up with the individual you've delegated to. Again, you're also responsible for holding your own self accountable to your overall goals. Don't forget, review your milestones for each goal and take immediate action on anything that is not being done on time or worked on at all. Be strict with yourself so you can see results. You know, it's nothing like saying, you know, after I finish this goal and if I earn a certain amount of money, I'm going to give myself a trip to Jamaica or I'm going to give myself a trip to somewhere sunny and I'm going to just just imagine myself sipping a pina colada and enjoying myself and just taking a brain break. Just think about how wonderful that is and let that charge you to go ahead and move forward with your goals. Accomplishing your goals, queen, can be challenging at times, but if you follow the systems I've just shared, you'll find that it helps you build strong habits, honey, that will last you throughout the lifetime of your business. And so it is, it is my sincere prayer for you in the name of Jesus that you are able to accomplish your goals, you're able to do all of the things that you want to do, and God is going to give it to you, push down, shaking together, falling over. It's so much it's immeasurable, okay? He's going to show up and show out in your life. When he sees that you are trying, that you are doing, the Holy Spirit in you is going to help you. It becomes, yes, it becomes your soulful assistant, helping you to make some things happen you never knew could even exist. I know what I'm talking about. I've experienced it firsthand. So make sure this week, if you haven't, if we're still at the very beginning of second quarter, make sure that you give yourself that time that you need to properly plan out and prepare for your business. Strategize. Remember the um, questions uh, for business leadership that I provided to you. Remember these things and get yourself on track to do some incredible things this quarter. I want to remind everyone that if you have not already, don't forget that uh, on the 19th, uh, 
Spring into Success program. You can click on events at womenaboutbiz.net and find out about it. But you definitely want to be a part of this incredible program for the month. Um, And so hopefully you guys, we are having many people registered, so get yourself registered for Spring into Success. That's all I have for today. Have a beautiful and a wonderful, wonderful, productive week. And remember, take off your shoes of fear. Put on your shoes of courage and, oh, queen, step beyond your comfort zone, for therein lies your success. Bye-bye, everybody.